The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And uh, we are so glad you've joined us for another episode and another time that we can be in the Word of God together. If you are following along with us, we're in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Uh, we started at uh, the beginning of this week. We've been going through Ecclesiastes for a couple weeks now, and we started the beginning of this week in verse 1. And what we've been doing is taking time. Verse 2 to 8 are very uh, very popular, very familiar passages. They're used in teaching and scripture. They're, they're used in everyday life. Uh, there's even songs written, uh, secular songs written after them. So the fact, and because really one of the premises, the reason why these are something that are easily relatable is because they're facts. Uh, These are really more observations from Solomon than they are necessarily commands. These are not Solomon, excuse me, these are not, not Solomon's way of telling us, hey, that's what has to happen. Solomon has been observing. Remember, Solomon has been, he he's a, was a very wise man because when he first became king, he was given an option from God to have power, to have wealth, or to have wisdom. And he chose wisdom, which God in turn gave him power, wealth, and all these different things. Well, in the process, as we read through Ecclesiastes, what Solomon is doing is he's saying that there was a time in his life where he kind of went away from looking at everything from spiritual fulfillment and said, the world's got you know, fulfillment, and he has all the wisdom, the knowledge, and money. He had everything you could ever possibly want. And now what he's doing is he's writing this letter, coming back and kind of giving a testimony of what life is like when you don't follow God's plan, when you're trying to seek fulfillment in the world and you're hoping that the world will offer you all the fulfillment you can, well, obviously it cannot. So he is explaining it. So these verses two through eight, really what it is, is he's breaking down seasons of life that he has seen that are real. So these aren't necessarily you have to do these things, these are what they are. So what we're doing is taking a few days and just kind of going verse by verse. We might go through two of them today. We'll see how time goes. But let's go uh, to verse number three. So Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse three, it says, there is a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. Now, please, again, when it says in verse 3, time to kill and a time to heal, he's not endorsing murder. I hope we understand that. What he's saying is there is a time to go to war, and there's a time not to be at war. Now, some of the situations you see is very different than the one we see in the news today. You see Russia invading Ukraine. I'm sure that, you know, the people of Russia, at least the ones doing this, have justified some reason, but it, it just seems to be an unnecessary, it's an absolutely unnecessary war. That's not what he's referencing here. He says, unfortunately in life, whether the person who's going to war has a good reason or not, there are just going to be times of life where there's going to be war. Uh, we ended up going to war back in 2011, and people can debate the long-term aspect of the war, but initially we ended up going because somebody had attacked our country in 9-11. And so as a country, generally speaking, majority, the vast majority of people like, we need to go, justice needs to be done. So yet in some occasions, you know, 10 years later, okay, we've gone too far. Again, it's debatable. The question is not necessarily why he's saying we need to do this. He's just stating a fact of life. While you live, there are going to be days where there's going to be warfare. There's going to be days of peace. There's going to be days where there, you're going to hear of people being hurt. 
and there are going to be days where people are going, you know, going to be healed. Uh, we talk about warfare. You can just watch the news. You know, we live right outside Philadelphia. You can see the absolute violence that takes place in some of these major cities as we live outside one of them. And, and you can hear so much about this. And it's unfortunately part of life. Now, there are things that can be done about it. He's not saying accept it. There are things that can be done about it. The key is to recognize that this is the way it is. And then there's times to heal. Hopefully, we're part of that part. Okay, there's a time to kill and a time to heal. Then he continues, a time to break down and a time to heal up. So again, he's got a set of opposites here. Now, the breakdown and build up are a little different than kill and heal, although same premise. There are times for warfare, then there's a time to bring. Now, interestingly enough, in warfare, there is a part in, Ma in, in the Beatitudes where the Bible says, where Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. I think sometimes uh, we look at the idea of peacemakers and say, well, they're nonviolent, they never do anything, and simply the premise is they're, they're all about peace. Notice the phrase says peacemakers. It's not just peace lovers, it's peacemakers. They are the ones that take the necessary forms to bring peace. So as an example, you can see it in the second half, a time to break down, a time to build up. When there is conflict in a relationship, a peacemaker or is not one that just sits back and says, well, I'm not going to deal with anything. A peacemaker goes and deals with peace. And that sometimes requires conversations that are awkward, situations that are awkward. And that's what we need to do. Sometimes if somebody's causing grief, you've got to go deal with it so you can stop. Or you've got to stop somebody who wants to hurt you. Well, that's what police do. Police go out and they place a line and say, this is where you cannot cross. And if you do, there's going to be problems. They're peacemakers not just peace lovers. Now, so sometimes for me to enjoy peace, I must go out and create it. I must take the necessary steps to create it. In this second half of the verse, he talks about breaking down and time to build up. The, the idea of breaking down would be somebody, you know, if you've watched these, um, we, uh, these shows where they rehab homes, or they, re, you know, they flip homes, they buy this old home, and they fix it, and they, they sell it. What you, see in this, what you see in those TV shows is you see someone that walk in and one of the first things to do is they evaluate the structure of the home. They don't want to buy something to where by the time they tear it apart that well, it looks nice, but the structure itself is falling apart. But when they get there, they, you know, they call, you know, one of the one more popular ones that used to be out, they, they call it demo day. Well, you got to go in, you got to tear down, you've got to break down and look at the structure and be able to fix it. Sometimes uh, to repair something, you can't just go patch a hole or things like that. You've got to remove all of the problem so that you can get behind and find out the source of the problem. Uh, and when you find the source, you can solve it and you can move on. That, you know, you find the leak or you find the mold or whatever's going on, you solve that problem. That's breaking down. Then there's a time to build up, well, obviously construction. Well, that happens in relationships too. There is a time, not to break down a relationship, but there is a time where you lovingly, graciously have to go to someone and say, obviously there are some things that we need to work on, things we need to get right. And so this is a season where you and I need to have some conversations that aren't necessarily always pleasant. Cecil Thessalonians talks about this idea where sometimes we have to go to people and graciously, lovingly confront them uh, with the direction of things are doing, whatever it is, so that, uh, why? Because there's something going on in their life and confrontation, if done correctly, by the way, confrontation can always be ugly, but if done correctly with the desire for reconciliation is only helpful. So we've got to break down this barrier, this, 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 this facade that we put up that everything's okay. If I really am struggling in my walk with God, I'm never going to get growth if I'm living with this facade. I'm just not going to. So I must break down the facade, this spiritual front that I put up so that it looks good. I must break it down to find out what's really causing my grief and then we can move forward. In counseling, one of the things we were taught, one of the things we work on, and it's a valid point, is that in counseling what we do 
So when somebody comes to us, a lot of times what they're doing is they're stating these symptomatic issues of what they're battling with. When we look at it, and most counselors are gonna say, well, it's a symptom of something. Just like a physical doctor, it's a symptom of something greater. And a lot of times in marriage counseling, things like that, you look at it, the battle they're fighting is what we often say is the issue is rarely the issue. If, if you're, you know, people, couples fighting over the silliest of things, that's because there's something deeper. So you have to break down, deconstruct, find out what it is underlying causing the grief. That's what he's referring here. There are times in every relationship to do that. So there are times that we need to really kind of go at the issue. And it's not always fun. It's not always easy, but it's necessary. What is the core problem so that we can fix that problem and move forward? It could be insecurities. You know, you look at anxiety, generally speaking, anxiety is a surface problem, a surface symptom of something deeper. And so any good counselor will take you down to find out what it was that's causing it, then you can resolve that issue. And then that's a very surface explanation of anxiety. It's a much greater issue than that. But you see the premise, there are times for this. And so he's referencing that in any time of life, there are times that we have to do things that are uncomfortable so that we ultimately can bring the healing. We can bring the repair. And that's what he's referencing there. Obviously, we won't get to the second verse. We'll deal with that tomorrow. But that is the premise we're looking at here, that there are times where we need to kind of dig down. And this is part of life. Now, if we strive to say, I never want to do that, then I, I never want to break down. I never want to really get down deep to find what's going on in my Christian life or in my marriage or in my home or battles I'm having. If I never want to acknowledge there's a problem, then I'll never find healing. If I, if I say things like, I'm never going to go to the doctor, I don't care, well, then I'm never going to be healed. I'm never going to solve this, and I may end up dying from something that I didn't know I had. Sometimes I need to dig down, and that's true in our spiritual life. It's true in our physical life. It's true in our relationships. And so he's saying it's a fact. It's something we need to acknowledge and do, and it's a good thing if we allow it to happen and we do it with the desire to ultimately bring that healing and reconciliation. Well, I hope, and I tell you, that's not always an easy thing to do. And I hope it's something we're willing to acknowledge as it is part of life. It is the way we're created and something needs to be done. And we're willing to stop for a moment today and say, Lord, help me to be able to find out what it is. Help me to be willing to take the steps to get down deep to find out the problem and be able to find healing from it. And I hope we're willing to do that. Well, thanks again for joining us today. I intended to go over two verses and the time just went. And so we'll just pick up on the next verse tomorrow and appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Really hope it's a help and encouragement and hope you continue to join us. And if it's an encouragement to you, we appreciate if you share it or give a review on Apple, uh, iTunes or things of that nature. And we really would greatly appreciate that. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll look forward to seeing you again next time.